Perspective for Parents presents The Procrastination Posse. In this episode, The Pandemic Pro. The Pandemic Pro. Okay, here we go. Let me start by saying that this episode will not make light of the pandemic. For those of you who have lost someone due to COVID-19, been sick yourselves or have had family members get sick, or for those of you who have lost your jobs due to the pandemic, the last thing I would ever want to do is to minimize or dismiss your experience. So I hope that that is understood and realized during and after listening to this episode. Okay, now moving on to the name of this character known as the Pandemic Pro. He would like you to believe that the pro stands for professional, that it's his profession, his area of expertise to advise on anything and everything pandemic-related. But that's not the case. The Pandemic Pro is not a professional. He's not a professor. And he's most certainly not an epidemiologist. The pro in his name comes from his unwavering position of being pro-procrastination. Remembering, procrastination comes from the Latin pro, meaning forward, forth, or in favor of, and crastinus, meaning of tomorrow, next day, or future. Now, I decided to make the Pandemic Pro a character because of this pandemic's impact on our youth's procrastination. But this isn't just something isolated to our youth. This pandemic has been used by many, if not most, adults to absolve accountability for our own avoidance. And at times, I have definitely been one of these people. But I wouldn't be honest in looking at the main influences on people's procrastination if I didn't include this character. Whatever the form of or character of procrastination may be, the goal is much the same. The goal of any type of procrastination is to find a reason why avoidance is justified. Justifiable not only to us, but also to the people in our lives. All the characters of the procrastination posse want to scan our internal and external environments to find something, anything to answer for our avoidance of the things we need to do and even the things we say that we want to do. This is why the Pandemic Pro is having such a field day during this time. Because, I mean, what better reason could there be to procrastinate than a pandemic? Now, this isn't meant to minimize the difficulties that this pandemic has provided. But I am seeing, with many, a solid stance of victimhood that vindicates a position. A position that promotes procrastination. This position, or perspective, whatever you want to call it, this will keep us in a holding pattern of hesitation, just waiting for permission to be productive. And that permission will have to come in the form of an announcement that the pandemic is finally over. I have seen many people, adults and youth alike, not just hesitate, but refuse to move into the now what portion of this pandemic. During this time, I've seen the Pandemic Pro teaming up 
with the other members of the procrastination posse to argue, advocate for, affirm, and advise that avoidance is not only reasonable, but required during this pandemic. This collaboration between the pandemic pro and the other members of the posse have many of us convinced that the only conclusion to arrive at during this time is something known as procrastination. Okay, let's now take a look at the tricks of the pandemic pro. As I was saying earlier, he has been working side by side with the other members of the posse to persuade us that procrastination is well-warranted due to these unprecedented times. By the way, that word, unprecedented. The Pandemic Pro loves to use unprecedented as the adjective needed to keep many of us unproductive. But back to it. Here are just a few of the Pandemic Pro's collaborative efforts with the other members of the Procrastination Posse. For example, He's been teaming up with Break Time Betty to back her message that we deserve a break. In addition, he has worked with her to boost, to broaden, and balloon the frequency and size of our breaks. Especially for some of our students, the Pandemic Pro and Break Time Betty have convinced them that this entire pandemic should be seen as one really long break. A break that is well-deserved. But Break Time Betty isn't the Pandemic Pro's only partner of persuasion. He is fused with the Feelings Fairy to create a federation of feelings that utilizes difficult and different feelings to excuse our procrastination. He has reinforced the Feelings Fairy by helping to expand and escalate our feelings that affirm our avoidance. But not just that, he has conspired with the Feelings Fairy to bring up, for many, a new feeling of apathy towards life itself, which therefore will result in many of us feeling apathetic about the small and large actions needed to remain productive and well. The Pandemic Pro has been working to strengthen the suggestions of the secret squirrel by using our more distanced and less social situations to keep our aspirations and goals unknown to others. He is colluded with Captain Confused to compound our confusion by focusing on all the certainty that this time has caused. He is aligned with Overwhelmed Ogre to overload and overburden us by focusing on the substantial load and burden this pandemic has provided. He has supported Sergeant Pain Predictor by stoking the ferocity of his prediction of pain. And the pandemic pro has paired up with the postponing planner to persuade us that the perfect start date for any and all self-improvement should not and cannot be scheduled for any time during a pandemic. All right, so those were just a few examples. But it's important to note, the Pandemic Pro isn't just limited to working with the members of the posse I just mentioned. Nope, he has been willing and quite able to align with all the other 11 members as well. If another member of the posse doesn't wear you out by persuading you to procrastinate, he knows that any member of the posse can easily tag him in so he can come off the top rope and land his finishing move that he has coined, the eradication of effort. 
In 2020, the Pandemic Pro has become one of, if not the most influential member of the posse. Now, pre-pandemic, we already had all types of reasons in the form of difficulties that promoted our procrastination. But this pandemic has lengthened that list of difficulties to new, unusual, and unexpected lengths and levels. The Pandemic Pro has turned difficulties into justifications that we just can't. For example, I can't exercise because the gym is closed. I can't be social because of social distancing. I can't eat healthy because of the stress I'm under. And for many of our students, I can't learn because of a remote or hybrid model of schooling. The Pandemic Pro has taken these difficulties and tried to convince us that we just can't do any of these things. He has taken, which granted is now more challenging than ever, he's taken this to get you to believe that what was once difficult is now actually impossible. The Pandemic Pro has also had great success with his suggestion of procrastination due to many people's defeatist, despondent, and dejected view of this time. I have heard so many people, young and old, refer to the pre-pandemic period of their lives as the time before the world ended. The Pandemic Pro loves when we adopt this perspective, knowing that any and all efforts to remain productive will dissolve when we use this fatalistic lens to look at the present and our future. Okay, moving on now to some of the techniques that you can use to overcome the persuasive ways of the pandemic pro. Firstly, we must identify who he is working with at the time of his arrival. Is he backing and giving a boost to break time Betty? Is he supporting Sergeant Payne Predictor? Has he paired up with the postponing planner? Is he collaborating with Captain Confused? Has he teamed up with Too Tired Tom? Or maybe he's currently cooperating with the quality critic. Whatever it may be, we must first identify the character or form of procrastination that he is aiding and amplifying. And once we know this, we can then use the tactics and techniques that have been discussed in the previous parts of this series to address whatever particular partnership is showing up in our lives at that time. And to keep this episode under an hour, I will not describe in detail all of those tactics and techniques that are specific to each member of the procrastination posse, but I will provide some strategies that can be helpful when the pandemic pro shows up. I'm going to share ways to look at and hopefully overcome his particular brand of deception. And to start on that, let's look at his focus on the unprecedented nature of this time. I'll ask this, how long does it take for something to no longer be unprecedented and instead become precedented? Three months? Six months? A year? How long? Now, I hope what we are experiencing doesn't become the conventional, the traditional, or established way of doing things moving forward forever and ever. But we are approaching the eighth month 
of this unprecedented period. And I hope we can all move into our own personal version of the now what portion of this pandemic. And a very, very important note here. When I say the now what portion of this pandemic, I am not referring to a time where people should just lay down, bow out, or give up entirely by throwing in the towel. No siree, that is not what I'm talking about. And also, I'm most certainly not saying people should dismiss the advice from our healthcare experts to wear masks and social distance. Nope, that is not what I'm saying at all. I am referring to people stepping into a perspective that focuses on how each one of us can remain productive and well, even with all the differences of this time that have resulted in so many new difficulties. And because this is a podcast for parents, I want to talk about how parents and other adults' productivity and perspective is so important at this time. Because this is what I've seen. Many of our youth have picked up on and have been influenced by the opinions of some of the adults in their lives. That opinion being that they should not and cannot be expected to meet certain expectations. Some of those expectations being hygiene, exercise, sleep, eating healthy, socializing, a balanced relationship with screens, and yes, the expectation of learning. We must remind our youth that the main reason you do all of those things is not because they're expected of you, but because they are good for you. But it can't just end with our recommendations and pump-up speeches, which, to be honest, are easy by comparison to what is more important, that being what we're actually modeling for our youth. Remember, it isn't about your lecture. It's about your life. And the distance between your lecture and your life is something called hypocrisy, which no one is a fan of. So. We must be living a life of productivity with an appropriate perspective that includes positivity. Because it's true. Our youth look to the adults in their lives to figure out how to feel and then how to respond to difficult times. It is my strong belief that parents and other adults in the lives of our youth need to model a focus on how to make the best of what is. We can, I'm telling you, we can. Be compassionate about the difficulties our youth are experiencing, while at the same time communicating a belief that they or we can manage what is and still figure out ways to do the things that we know are good for us. Unfortunately, there have been many adults who will vent about how things should be with and around our youth. And when a child is already leaning towards procrastination, their parents or teachers' focus on their own difficulties will definitely tip the scales. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying parents and other adults don't need to or won't benefit from venting. What I am saying is that maybe we shouldn't be venting with or within earshot of our youth. Let's not get swept up in a venting vortex with our kids. Let's not pile on to what the pandemic pro is already professing to them. Instead, let's vent to and with our partners. 
maybe other parents, with our coworkers, anyone at all, really, anyone other than our youth. For many of us, our own perspective needs to change, and our conversations with our youth needs to transition, if they haven't already, into a conversation about how to make the most of these difficult circumstances. Because to be honest, there's a big-time blame game occurring right now. And the Pandemic Pro is loving this blame game, by the way. So yeah, many parents are blaming the teachers. And many teachers are blaming parents and administrators. And yes, there's plenty of blame to go around. I am not saying that everyone is innocent. What I am saying is that our youth are seeing this blame game and joining in. And when the adults can't get along or be productive or practice positivity ourselves, well then, why on earth would our youth try to rise above the blame and step into accountability to figure out for themselves and reorient to the reasons why and how they can still take care of themselves, learn, and be happy? And to wrap up this part on the pandemic pro, I'm going to share a quote. And I know I've probably reached double digits when it comes to sharing this one on this podcast, but I can't think of a better time to share it again. The quote is from James Baldwin, and it goes, Children have never been very good at listening to their elders, but they have never failed to imitate them. All right, that was the 12th and final, yes, final member of the Procrastination Posse. I promise, I promise I won't be adding any new members anytime soon. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed getting to know the later Gator, Break Time Betty, Too Tired Tom, The Feelings Fairy, The Quality Critic, Sergeant Pain Predictor, The Postponing Planner, The Secret Squirrel, Captain Confuse, The Back Down Bully, The Overwhelmed Ogre, and The Pandemic Pro. I really do hope that this series allowed you to see your own procrastination differently and better understand your child's procrastination. And most importantly, I hope it has or will spark a fun, interesting, and helpful conversation with your child. And who knows, maybe it has or it will spark some creativity in your child to create their own characters, their own characters of procrastination. If this happens, please reach out and share the procrastination character that you or your child has created. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to this. Yeah, this turned into a bit of a passion project for me. And I'm very happy and truly grateful that I was able to share it with all of you. Thank you. <laughs>